This is Anthony Manfredi. Hi, this is Opal Alipat. And this is the Performance Management TechCast podcast. Welcome to the Performance Management TechCast. Here is part two of our special New Year's episode. In part one, we covered a year-end review of Oracle EPM enhancements and new features. In part two, we're talking about what we hope to see in 2021. And here is part two of that episode. Do you want to talk about what your dream was for 2021? Your list is much longer than mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how about you start? Yeah, I do have some specific items that have been on my mind for a while. First thing I want to start off with is I really think that the forms and planning need to be updated. So we need new, fancier, whatever you want to call it, with, you know, fancy wow forms. And I think the real drawback on the current forms in both the webs and, and, and SmartView is the smart list technology. Hmm. The smart list, if you're on the web, it goes into another screen that you have to go select and they can be really slow and not responsive. I think that using smart list is a key thing and that they really want us to use it a lot. If you need to build those into your applications, they're already part of the modules, they want to part of your applications, it needs to be extremely responsive. So that's something that I really think that needs to be enhanced this year. A couple of things I also, I would like to see is I, we've been talking about this for a while is the cross pod data maps. So I think that the ability to send data from FCCS into planning, planning into any of the other tools, like the, the allocations modules, to be able to pull them out into other reporting applications or freeform applications. I think there's a way that we, we should be able to do that through Groovy. But again, I think it needs to be part of the data mat, the data modules are moving those across from uh, smart pushes. So that's something I would definitely like to see. One thing I get asked a lot, and I know that there are some people who've done this through Groovy through REST API calls. I think that there's times that you want to send emails to alert somebody or something through a Groovy script, you know, to be able, and I know that EP, uh, EPBCS already has email capability built in, but I would like the ability to just shoot off or send an email from Groovy to be able to send that to some users and be able to send that out. A couple of things I have specific for EDMCS, and I know that the node type has gotten a huge enhancement in December, but I still think there needs to be some more enhancements to it. And that is the ability to actually put that into validation formulas. And those are that's like really for the new attributing functionality. It's called a node type property. I'd like to see that uh, available to do in validations to be able to validate that out. They do have some functionality that you can do with the December release, but I think that it would be nice to have it as part of the regular validations module. Hmm. And for me, that's those are the highlights. Those are the big things that really get to me. And I think that just making SmartView, just overall, I would invest heavily in SmartView. I think that there should be no excuse from a functionality standpoint. It should be kick-ass. So it should be able to be fast, have all the functionalities, the old S-base add-in, no excuses on what it can and can't do from a, a retrieval or performance perspective. I really think that SmartView should be a differentiator for the tool set across the board. Yeah, and I think it already is in many respects, you know, from a reporting standpoint, because I do a lot of reporting consulting now in my career, I do see a lot of different, you know, competitive products to Oracle EPM. And what I would say is SmartView always sticks out as a competitive differentiator, but I agree with you that it can go further. Yeah, I, I mean, some of the things that people ask for is like, oh, I can 
select this member and drill down in the old add-in. I can't do that here. And I, I know they're dealing with people who have uh, been using this tool for a long time. And sometimes to, to, to move that into the new technology doesn't always work exactly the same. But I think it's at a point where they should be able to add in all those nice, I want to have features by now. And I think that would really just stop all the noise about uh, SmartView, you know, is not being able to do this, or I don't see a lot of enhancements to SmartView. They're definitely there, but there's always new releases coming out. But I don't necessarily always see new features or new improvements to SmartView that, that you know about. They could be just bugs or something else, but you don't necessarily know everything that's going on under the covers with SmartView. Yeah, and you know, I think one of the the things that's happening, and I think this is going to continue to happen, is because there are so many products in the EPM cloud suite. So when there are enhancements, they're happening within very specific SmartView extensions. So there's a lot, for instance, that happen in narrative reporting. Um, you have to update the SmartView extension for, and there's actually like two or three different narrative reporting SmartView extensions, believe it or not. Wow. But they they update all of them. I don't know, at least twice a year. So there's a lot happening. It's just you may not get the full breadth of what's happening to just the SmartView. Smart view tool outside of product specific feature. So many iterations that are occurring within the product specific extensions. So I think it's just hard to get that view, you know, until like 20.100 was released, right? Which is a brand new version of Smart View that was released in 2020. I think it's kind of hard to really understand what's happening to the Smart View tool itself from a centralized standpoint and what it can do. And then just in all, just keep keep moving forward with those enhancements and uh and moving those out. I know a big thing that people want to see is that cell level security enhancement. Yeah, I was going to mention that on my list. I <laughs> so why don't you explain that for people who may not know what that is that's coming out? Right now, planning security is, is when you have access to a specific member, uh, whether you can re read or write to it, you can read and write to it across all of the cubes that you have within an application. So a lot of times you may want people to be able to read or write to it what in the financial cube, but in the workforce cube, we may not be able to want them to actually write to that cube or read that in the workforce cube, but they can see it at a higher level in the financial cube. So what the cell level security is going to do is allow people to say, okay, well, I want them to read it here, but when you add in the associates dimension, I want them to have no access to that particular cell. And that would allow you to have different security effectively in different cubes yes. by controlling it via the, the, that dimensionality. So that's going to be added to the validations screen within planning and think they're waiting for that to come out. So this way they can have a nice little utility to upload the security to make it nice and easy. So that's going to be a big enhancement that I'm really looking forward to in 2021 that clients will want to use. I'm sorry, I jumped the gun on that one for you. Oh no, that's okay. you actually beta tested it. I didn't. So yeah. you were a better person to speak on it. Yeah, I, I, for, I forget about that one, but uh, it's, I thought it was going to be out already, but uh, hopefully it should be coming out this year. So it should be exciting yes. to see. I hope so too. So while you were talking, I actually made a, a little bit longer of a list. I doubled my list of two to four. Nice. <laughs> things that I would like to see. Just kind of, you know, as you were talking, it brought some new things up. So on the smart view topic, for instance, I think one of the things that was confusing, and I think this came out in 2019, was uh, especially if you're working within planning, there's two different smart view modes that you control through the application settings screen. So there's like a classic mode and then there's like a different mode. And 
there's different features that are available to each. So for instance, in one of the modes, you are able to have multiple ad hoc grids on a single tab within Excel, but right. you lose that feature if you move to the other mode. So, and I'm, I'm quite certain there is a, you know, logical reason technically for why they had to do it that way, but I would love for them to get rid of the modes and just converge them into one single mode. So you can do everything from one version of yep. SmartView. I think it's confusing. Yeah, I agree. I think that the method that they're going to is the one that has the multiple ad hoc grids and the one where you don't need to have the POV bar. That's the new mode, right? Which kind of mirrors the old S-Space add-in. Mm -hmm. And that's supposed to be the one, the standard everybody's moving to. I think they're waiting for the new grid, the new grid editor to be available. And uh, that's what they're going to be using. They'll be able to consolidate those modes finally. So I think your request goes hand in hand with my fancier form request. Yeah. If that goes, yep. so that that would be great. I mean, you're. I think you're spot on with that. It needs to be simple, and it needs to be functional, and it needs yes. to be able to do what people want it to do. I totally agree. Yep. The other one is just something that's been promised for a little while, and it's specifically within the narrative reporting space, so I've been waiting for it, which is, um, for those of you who did not get the PSA, FR is going away in EPM Cloud, and it's probably going to take about uh, two to three years, is my guess, for that to fully happen. And we do have management reporting, which is in the narrative reporting suite, and that is going to replace FR. And what Oracle is doing is they're going to be adding a light version of management reporting, which I call MR in the EPM cloud pods. So it'll be in planning, it'll be in financial consolidation close, it'll be in tax reporting, and it will sit right next to FR. Um, I think they're calling it something like distributed reporting or something different, but it will be a light version of MR that behaves a lot like FR and allows customers to migrate FR to MR. And I know one of the big questions that customers have when I talk about this is, but is there full parity? What I would say is there is nearly full parity at this point. There are certain things that just don't translate exactly because it's built on a different architecture. So for instance, if you have books in FR or even bursting, um, those don't exactly translate and carry over to MR because MR has its own version of books and bursting. So those things have to be rebuilt. But having the two together in these pods will allow customers to just migrate from one reporting tool to the next without you know, any additional licensing costs or anything like that. So they become more comfortable with the new platform, which a lot of the folks that I train on this product agree that it's just better. It's more modern, it's less clunky than FR, less clicks required to develop in the tool. So just overall a better, more modern experience. And so I think customers will be pleasantly surprised at what the product can do and how it feels developed in it. So I'm just waiting for them to release it. And I thought they were gonna do that before the end of calendar year 2020, but it looks like it'll make it in 2021. So that's one thing that I've been waiting on. And then the other two just kind of high level, you know, 10,000 foot stuff. I personally have mentioned this before to the Oracle product management team. I doubt that, you know, this is ever going to be a wish that would be granted because I don't understand the ins and outs of software, but I would honestly love to see less frequent updates in EPM cloud. Um, I understand why it happens. I understand that that was- For shame, for shame. <laughs> I understand that that was an initial selling point for Oracle EPM cloud. But I just find that it is really hard to keep up, you know, with so many products in the suite and constant updates happening to all of them. And in any given month, except January, it is just really hard, I think, for customers and even partners to keep up and then do the appropriate level of regression testing. I wish that 
instead of it happening potentially monthly, I wish they would move it to like a more regulated schedule that is predictable. And I definitely understand from a developer standpoint why things like that probably can't happen. But I wish it were like every quarter, you know, like you could just expect that this month and this quarter, that's when the big updates are going to get released so that I can prepare for it, plan for it, get a team in place to do regression testing, those kinds of things. I just wish it were more predictable and not as frequent, less frequent, could be the same number of changes, but more predictable. That's what I wish. What do you think about that? What do you mean by more predictable? Because every month is pretty predictable. Yeah, but it's, you just don't know like what you're going to get, right? So it could be mm. just an emergency patch. It could be, you know, a fixed patch. It could be a new feature. And I kind of wish just the new features, I guess I should have said that first, just the new feature stuff would be more predictable. Instead of potentially every month, it would be every quarter in this month, that's when we release the new updates. Something just so that you can plan around it. So I think that you have to distinguish between, you know, new features are great. And as long as you can turn them on and off, like they're not on by default, right? So, hey, this is a brand new feature. You don't have to take advantage of it, but it's there, right? But, hey, this is a, a change that we're making to make this better. And you have to take advantage of it right away because you've already been using it. And, and that's the thing. I would make a distinction between those two. And I would think that if it's more of a, hey, this is an enhancement or an, a new feature that we have to change the way that your application is done because we have to, or the implement or the way we built this application, we have to change these formulas be, to make it better because we, we have to make them um, perform better. That should be something I would schedule that more of a regular basis. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. And I would say things that can be turned on and off, give them to me as fast as you can. Um, because I don't know when I'm going to take advantage of that new feature and everybody's schedule you can, uh, may be different. So if it's, if it's a new feature and it doesn't affect the other parts of my application and it's totally separate, or give it to me, I'll, I'll take it whenever you got it. So kind of like that, um, we just talked about the cell level security, right? Mm -hmm. As long as it doesn't affect my regular security, all of a sudden you give me this new feature in February, I'll take it and I'll use it when I can. And that would be awesome. But why wait for, if you have it ready, I don't want to wait for it for the quarter because I don't, I might need it right away or I, you know, I may not need it, but just let me have it. So I, I think I would make a distinction between the two of them and see what, if that, if that can be set up from a different schedule. Cause I agree. There's a lot of testing that has to be involved uh, because a lot of these new features or enhancements that people don't take into account. I have to test this, make sure it works with my application. And I think that if it's something that actually changes the application, you have to test it. And I would rather have that on what I want to know, but new features I'll, I'll implement them when I'm ready. Kind of a thing. I think that that's actually quite interesting. And I, I do think that that is a better ask than what I originally started with. I don't know if they're ever going to be able to do an on and off toggle thing, but I like the idea of it. And I agree with you. There is a distinction and something that's going to fundamentally change existing functionality in my application, maybe even the way it calculates versus something that's just brand new. That's kind of a plug and play add on that I, I can choose to use it or not. And it doesn't impact my application. Right. Like, Hey, we're changing your version of S-Base. Um, next month, right? Right. And that's gonna that could drastically affect everything, right? Um, right. That could be a problem, right? So you want to know about that and be able to have a plan in place to be able to sure it's the test. But hey, we've we're we're gonna come out with a new report writer. 
We're going to have them both in, in parallel. So like the new MR report writer, would you want that as soon as possible since they're both in parallel? Yes, I would. And it doesn't impact FR at all, right? So it just exists side by side and coexists and there's no impact. Yeah. You know what I find fascinating is they had a new enhancement in FR like last December or last- Yes, that was like they did. Mm -hmm. For suppression, mm -hmm. that is like a game right. changer. And I was like, <laughs> one of my clients pointed out to me and I was like, wait, wait, are you just talking about database level suppression? And I go, that's always been there. They go, he goes, no, it's this new setting where you can change the suppression. So it's like, it goes, he goes, it's so much faster. And I go, what, in FR? And he goes, yeah, yeah. FR. And so I was like, okay. And I'm like, lo and behold, there was a change. There was a little box and, I'm, yes, and he's like, wow. So yeah, that, that kind of feature, that's a new feature. That's a checkbox, right? I don't have to use it, but I would love to have that as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yep. So then the other thing that I think was on both of our lists, and I don't know if there's some politically correct way to say this, but I do wish on some of the products, Oracle would up their game on better testing of new mm -hmm. features. Yeah, I would agree. And I think a lot of it is, is that the, the nature of these applications that they're so different that everybody can have, like if you if everybody just did the modules and planning, it would be it would probably be very simple for them. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's not the case. People are building applications, custom applications, you know, Groovy, or all kinds of stuff. So it's 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 hard to test with the customs. Where I do think that they were able to, which was smart, was involving the partner community with a lot of new features and saying, "Hey guys, can you test this in these? Take your applications, try to test them out, and give us feedback. What worked, what didn't work." Um, so like I took, I took a few freeform applications, a couple of outlines that I had that were just monsters and I tried loading them up to freeform. They didn't work. And they're like, give me those outlines. We want those. <laughs> so <Right>. that, <laughs> that is great. And that, I think that part was awesome for them to do that beforehand. Now, yes. ultimately I, you know, a lot of those were like, oh, that application is just too big <laughs> or something like that, or it might be just too big, or it's going to take us a bit to get that in there, but at least they were trying to reach out get different use case scenarios and be able to test those out and find out what's wrong. Now it did put a lot of onus on us, the partners to test these things out, but right. mm -hmm. I think it's a, you know, it's a give and take, right? So it's great for me to learn about these features first and then have to wait, sit back and wait for them to come out and then test it. I'd rather do that. But I think that that's a great, a great way for us to be involved with the testing. And, uh, but it doesn't answer all the, doesn't solve all the testing problems. No, I, I agree. It doesn't, and I don't think there's any way possible for it to solve all the testing problems, but I do think it's a good way to kind of head off some of the basic things that we're finding in testing and even some of the advanced things, because it's just impossible to know every particular situation that a customer will face when they're implementing, you know, a new feature or a new product. Absolutely. Wow. Opal and I are really looking forward to a lot of great things this year from the Oracle EPM suite. Why not reach out to us via Twitter and let us know what you're thinking about or what you wish for. We hope that everyone has a great and excellent new year. Thank you for listening. The statements in this show represent the views of the participants and the hosts, and not necessarily the views of any organizations they may be affiliated with. You can reach us on Twitter, Anthony at The Manfredi and Opal at woman in EPM with the hashtag PM TechCast. Please remember to subscribe to get the latest from the Performance Management TechCast.